2: Hello friends, this is Evangelist Anita Campbell, host of Bible Talk. I've got some exciting news now, in addition to listening to us on 92.7 FM and AM 1500. You can also stream us live on Radio.com. Just go to Radio.com, tap the News Talk, and scroll down to WLQV Faith Talk. It's that simple. Or pick up the Radio.com app. Either way, it's fun. It's fun. Sounds great, and you're going to love it. Check us out at Radio.com.
3: This is Life Issues with Brad Mattis, president of Life Issues Institute.
2: Netflix aired a very popular program called Love is Blind. Couples had blind dates of sorts in pods without seeing each other. They could only talk through a glass wall. Some became engaged. In one case, Amber Pike warned her boyfriend that if they got pregnant, she would not have another abortion because I can't survive that again. It would destroy me. In another couple, Jessica Batten explained to boyfriend Mark that her father and mother were married when he demanded she abort Jessica. She explained that her dad left them because her mother refused. Both of these dramatic conversations belie the facade. Planned Parenthood, and the rest of the abortion industry attempt to paint abortion as a simple, safe procedure with no repercussions.
3: Like us on Facebook at Life Issues, and stay informed. More informed than you've ever been. It's getting harder and harder to make sense out of today's headlines. To stay on top of
0: breaking world and national news with a Christian worldview and a faith-based perspective on what it means, turn to ChristianHeadlines.com. Log on to ChristianHeadlines.com
3: for the very latest news and then sign up for our free daily newsletter to stay one step ahead of what's happening. Get out of the mainstream media rut with top news and positive headlines every day with ChristianHeadlines.com. Now is the time to register for an all-inclusive 10-day trip to Israel with WLQVFM 92.7 and AM 1500 Faith Talk Detroit. Expand your global perspective on the Stand with Israel tour December 2nd to 11th with nationally syndicated media host Dr. Sebastian Gorka. Visit faithtalkdetroit.com today to sign up for the Stand with Israel tour where history, culture, and faith will converge before your eyes. We'll take you behind the scenes to explore the places you've read and heard about. Pray at the ancient western wall, sail the Sea of Galilee, float on the unique Dead Sea, and much more. The land, its amazing cuisine, and its diverse people are a spectacle to behold, and you can live it all firsthand. Best of all, you'll be with Faith Talk Detroit's syndicated media host, Dr. Sebastian Gorka, special guest Michael Lindell, like-minded supporters of Israel, and listeners of WLQV. Secure your spot today for the Stand with Israel tour. Visit faithtalkdetroit.com,
1: search keyword Israel. That's faithtalkdetroit.com, keyword Israel. Tonight's Bible Talk program is pre-recorded and will not be taking any phone calls.
4: We know that in order for a marriage to be successful And in order for a marriage to grow You must have intimacy You know, it's the same way with God You know, um, God desires to be intimate with us Or desire for us to be intimate with Him And when we're intimate with Him then we can produce intimacy within our relationship. So this is what we're going to be talking about uh, this evening. The first myth, intimacy is being able to read each other's mind. That's definitely not true. The truth is, remember, ask and you shall receive. Amen. Amen? And that's found in Matthew 7. Chapter seven, verses seven eight. We're going to read that before we elaborate any further. Turn with turn with me in your Bibles to Matthew chapter seven, starting at verse seven. Ask and it shall be given. Let me hear everyone say, "Ask." Ask. Seek and ye shall find. not and it shall be open unto you. For everyone, verse eight. For everyone that asketh receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth. To him and to him that knocketh, it shall be opened. This is an excellent principle here that we can pull from. Um, God is requiring of us, if we want something from him, he's requiring of us to ask, to seek, and to knock. It is very important. You know, the amazing thing about this is that we know that God is all-knowing. Amen? Amen. He's all-knowing. He knows everything. But guess what? He still wants us to communicate with him. And that is very, very important. If you want something from your spouse, you've got to be communicative, okay? You've got to be talkative. You've got to let make it known to your spouse. And so often, we don't do this. Uh, as a matter of fact, a lot of times what happens is sometimes in a marital relationship, we act like infants, We have an infantile mentality. What do you mean by that, Sister Moss? you calling us infants. Let me hear everyone say, What do you mean by that, Sister Moss?
5: What do you mean? I didn't hear everyone
4: say that. What do you mean by that, Sister Moss? What do you mean? Okay, okay. Let me make it right here, okay? (laughs) For an infant, for example, when an infant is, um, you have an infant, for example, who begins to cry. And, uh, you know, the baby is crying, and you have the mom or the dad says, well, goodness, I wonder what's wrong with the baby, you know, because babies, you know, an infant say, you know, uh, five months old, six months old, you know, can't really communicate with you, can't really tell you what's going on. But, you know, the baby begins to cry. I mean, they communicate in a way where they begin to cry, but it's like to say, well, I'm crying because... But as parents, we have to kind of figure out what's wrong. So we take these various steps, okay? For example, we say, well, let me change the baby's diaper. Maybe the diaper needs changing. Let me change the baby's diaper, okay? And then you look, you say, there's nothing there. I don't see anything there. There's nothing there. But maybe the baby is hungry. But then you say, you know, because I just fed the baby not too long ago. What I mean by that, having an infantile mentality, is that oftentimes we won't make it plain, We won't make it known to our spouse. We won't talk to our spouses and let them know what you stand in need of. And so when you don't do that, you know, you, you, we're acting like infants. But what we need to do is we need to graduate a little bit and begin to act more like a two-year-old or three-year-old. Because at two or three, they can talk. They can't talk very well. But they can say, Mom, Dad, I need this. Mom, Dad, uh, 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 so-and-so is doing something to me. But at two or three, at least they're communicating. They're talking. So we need to kind of graduate at least to ages two or three so that we can begin to communicate. Because oftentimes, we don't communicate, you know, and let our spouses know what we want. A lot of times, you know, we we fail to be transparent with each other. You know, I don't want him or her to really know what my need is because then, you know, I'm vulnerable. You know, forget all that kind of stuff. We're we're talking about help, doing what we can investing into our relationships so they can grow. Amen. Amen. Uh, for example, you may be uh, wife. You may be hurting. Okay, and uh, you know, I mean, and you're really hurting. But you sit there. You know, something's made you upset. Your spouse has said something in particular that you didn't like. You're upset. You're sitting there. You know, you're really upset. You pouting and everything. Instead of you going to that spouse and saying, you know, honey, uh, you did something that I really didn't like, and as a result, I really hurt you. Sitting there. Now, he should know what he did. Okay, we're getting back to reading each other's mind. He knows what he did. I'm just going to sit right here, and I am not going to say anything at all. And he better figure out what he did to me. You, all this is going on in your mind, right? Okay? <laughs> He's supposed to come over and pick your brain, if, you know. But no, make it known. Well, honey, you know, you did something that really offended me. And that's another, another principle we can pull from it. It's, it's, if your brother or sister trespass against you, you are to approach them. Amen? Amen. So instead of just sitting there, pouting, go to your spouse and say, honey, you know what? You did something that really, uh, and I'm really upset, and, and make it known. Now, see, it's a difference when you make it known, okay, to your spouse, and they don't react. Yeah. Okay? But at least give them that opportunity, okay? At least make it known so that that person can come over and comfort you. You know, let them know, you know I need you to comfort me. I need you to you know to help me get through this because, you know, you, you did this and I really like it and we need to talk about this thing, you know. So at least be willing to approach your spouse and make it known what's going on with you so that your spouse won't be trying to read your mind. Because guess what? It does not work. It does not work. Unless, perhaps, unless perhaps you believe in this word, faith, theology, where it says we're little gods, okay? And if you're little gods, maybe you you can't do that, okay? But most of you in here are not little gods, right? Okay, all right. So it's very, very important. And, you know, um, there was a time when I I used to uh, put pastor in the same boat. You know, I said, now, you know, if he, you know, if he really loves me, you know, he's going to do da-da-da, da-da-da, he should know to do this, you know, and there's some things that are instinctual, you know, that your spouse know, you know, you know, uh, uh, they know what your need is, but that's not always the case, but I had this thing about, you know, boy, you know, if, you know, he should just, I wish he would just, you know, go out and take the time and, you know, uh, do a little shop Because he doesn't like to shop, okay? I so said, I wish he would just take the time, you know, go out and buy a few little trinkets and, you know, uh, and bless me with, you know, take the time and go to different little places, you know. Because his, his thing is, his philosophy is just go one place, get something, boom, I'm back at home, get it five minutes, I'm back at home. How I many you know it's typical <laughs> of most men, ladies? Is that typical of most men? <laughs> and so you know all this time I'm waiting and I'm waiting for him to go out and do this shopping and you know go out and you know and it never came to pass you know so finally you know and I'm and at the same time I'm building up this resentment you know I said right, you know that's so finally you know, I approached myself honey you know what I would really appreciate you know because that's my language of love okay I would really appreciate it if you just go out and take the time because when you go out and take the time okay to purchase little trinkets and what have you I know that you're really you're really thinking about me and that says a whole lot and i just have a few uh, i want to share a few visuals here now val- we just had valentine's day right
5: now you brothers will see how good i am <laughs>
4: but he watch. had to learn now okay
5: watch and learn from pastor ma
4: and I, as a matter of fact i'm going to ask okay. you to assist me i'm going to assist bring- you yes okay so we just had valentine's day well, right and this is not the only time he's done this by the way okay so you get ready brothers. to bring these bring them out okay pastor So, now he called on the phone the other day, hold on, hold on, you're going too fast, slow down. Everybody say, slow down, Pastor Moss. (laughs) Let me finish my presentation, dear. (laughs) So uh, he called me on the phone He said you know what honey He said, uh, he said I'm out I said well honey how long is Because we always say this thing Where we, we have a check on each other You know make sure everything is okay If we said we're going to be back at a certain time we, we try to adhere to that He said I'm out honey And uh, he said uh, you know I'm going to be a little while Because I'm going to stop at these various little stores And pick up some different little things I said well, honey don't you know don't make a real big deal But the back of my mind said yes make a big deal Make a big deal <laughs> <laughs> So he goes out So he goes out He goes out. So Okay pastor hold it up Can I do So a- yeah so, yeah. so you see, you've seen he bought this little Trinket here. I, I, got, got, a, a, I got a
5: candy she I got says, candy. She says she doesn't eat it But it'll be all gone. Oh yeah
4: I'll eat it Most of the time he eats uh, it up before me
5: Got him some perfume Uh
4: huh. And, and did you show the ba- uh, Bath? Yes, and I, I, okay, I showed, you show. Yeah. Okay alright okay.
5: Got a nice please. Got a nice card And I got ripped off at one gift But I think it's so cute A woman's dream A woman's dream <laughs> <laughs> Now, the ripped off part that I found out later is I paid $5.99. Only come to find out, if only I had known that somebody uh, said that at the dollar store you can find the same thing for 99 cents.
4: No, no, that's wrong. You stand Man. corrected. She said they had the same thing, but it was a dollar cheaper.
5: Well, that still would have been good. I'd have rather <laughs> paid that than paid five ninety nine. Because the most important thing for her was the thought counts. It's a thought. Now, yes, it's a lot a of you brothers now might not be as blessed as me because Sister Mars, her price tag ain't too high. No, it's not. I'm a, sim- you know, I'm a country
4: girl. I tell you about. I'm a country girl. <laughs> I originally was born in Arkansas. You know, country people like simple things. I don't know how many of you born in the South. Okay, I'm just a, I'm a simple person. Today. But we said all like that to say this. It's important to make it known to your spouse what you stand in need of don't expect your spouse to read your mind if you do there will be no intimacy you will find yourself drawing away from each other because of resent- resentment and what have you instead of drawing closer to each other
5: yeah and i must say that it is helpful to know what she wants sister must just comes out and tells me and you think that that takes i used to think well, that's going to take all the joy out of it she's happy to get anything she can And especially when you get her, what she asked for, maybe add a little something with it. But it is good not to have to read the other person's mind. That's a big myth. And there are people who think that, that the other person can read their mind. We can't. We don't know what you're thinking. You have to tell the person what you're thinking. Tell them what you want. Let the joy be in them being willing to go out and get it for you and to tend to your emotional needs. Myth number two, sex is intimacy and intimacy is sex. Sex is intimacy and intimacy is sex. Sex is not intimacy without emotions. In fact, sexuality is supposed to express the emotions of love that you have. Sex in and of itself does not create intimacy. And there's a real uh, problem with this myth in people's minds because people, couples can have fights. They'll fight, you know, for, for two hours. Then after that, they start looking at each other funny. Then they just go into the room and have wild sex wild sex how many of y'all know what I'm talking about don't answer they'll just go have all kind of wild sex and then they just look at each other and say I'm sorry I'm sorry too but they never resolved the issue that they were arguing about they never got to the emotional basis of what the problem was in the first place so guess what they fight again about the same issue that was not resolved and what do they do at the end more wild sex now one thing they're getting out of it wild sex but goodness, if you just want to have sex, can't you have it without fighting all the time? <laughs> solve the problem. You must reach that level of emotional intimacy that can be reached. Sex, just physicality alone will not solve it. Now, and I must admit, and if I'm wrong, brothers, y'all tell me later. Don't let the air out my tires. If you don't like it tell me later. That a lot of... Uh, that's right, hide, brother. Because a lot of men, a lot of men are in this position. Oh brothers admit it. We all have a, uh, an argument, a fight... And then we just go say, come on, baby. Come on, let's go to the room. You ain't solved nothing. Okay? And then we get mad when she says, I don't feel like sex now. <laughs> well, why don't you feel like it? I do. <laughs> forgetting what we talk, forgetting the fact that we just had some big unresolvable problem. Right. Remember, Matthew 18 okay. and 35 says, So likewise shall my heavenly father do also unto you if you from your hearts... Forgive not everyone his brother their trespasses. Forgiveness. Okay? they are things that come from the heart that must be solved on the heart level. They have to be discussed. They have to be talked about. It comes about. And physical sex will not create the intimacy that does not exist on the emotional level. So tell your spouse. Look at your spouse. And, in fact, if you're not holding your spouse's hand right now, at least hold a hand in, 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 inside. Yeah, grab the hand now. Look at them. That's so nice. Because your brother's got a real chore coming up. It's it's, it's coming up pretty soon. Look at them and say, honey, we must resolve issues. Oh, somebody ain't even looking at their spouse. Come on now. You up in the marriage conference. Look at your spouse. Say, we must resolve all issues at the emotional level. All right. It has to come from the heart. There's a myth that sex and intimacy... Uh, are the same thing. No, sex is not necessarily intimacy. It is not. Sister All Alright, myth number three.
4: Intimacy will grow automatically once it gets started. Truth, you will grow apart unless you work together. And let's look at James chapter 4 and verse 8. James 4 and 8 and it reads like this. James 4 and 8. Draw nigh to God and he will draw nigh to you. And we'll just stop right there. But there's a principle that we can pull from this. If you want to become intimate, if you want to grow in your intimacy toward each other, you must draw nigh. You must draw nigh. The same, we can pull from that and use that, that same principle. You've got to draw nigh because, and it's not an automatic thing. It is, you know, as a matter of fact, I don't know of anything really that's automatic. I really don't. Even with weeds, you know, a lot of times people say, well, you know, you don't have to do nothing to the weeds. They just come up automatically. But, you know, that's not really true. Because if there were no soil, okay, the weeds really couldn't come up. Okay, you don't have to do a whole lot of work. But this is what I'm saying is is nothing is automatic. If you're just waiting for things just to happen, you know, it just will, you will be, thank you, you'll be waiting forever. Intimacy will not grow automatically. Instead, what you experience, you experience growing apart instead of coming together. Uh, We need to do things like Spend time together, quality time—not just time, but quality time. If you're spending quality time with each other, guess what? You're gonna begin to gravitate toward each other, and you're gonna, you know, uh, uh, begin to even more so enjoy the company of each other. Uh, When I say spend time together, I'm talking about without the kids, okay? Without the kids. That brother say, "Amen, amen." Without the kids, because you know it's, you know, without the kids, okay? That's 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 that's. that's We got you, brother. We got you. Leave the kids home. Spend quality time together. Make dates. We've talked about this in our second Sunday workshops. You need to make dates. You need to get out of the house. You know, you need to uh, uh, just uh, uh, set up a time where you're going to have a rendezvous with each other, get away from the house. You may have a big house, but still, guess what? Sometimes you can have so many people coming in and out until you have no privacy. You know, it's it's the same way in our home. You know, our kids are basically grown. The baby is 20 years old, but still they're up all times of the night, you know, and and going to the refrigerator, getting this, that, and the other, you know. And I told uh, you know how you know I can't relax in this kind of atmosphere. I can't be real romantic. He said, well close the door, honey. I said, uh uh-uh, that ain't gonna work either because we may end up making too much noise.
5: Yeah,
4: yeah. So therefore, therefore, I said honey, so we start this thing about the hotel. We got we got this hotel thing going. And and, and and most of you who are members here at Strictly Biblical, you've heard Pastor uh put this on the pulpit. He said, I bet you we have Chris in almost every hotel and metro Detroit. And it's a lot of truth today. But I said that to say this, I'm not bragging, but I said to say this. You must time together. Get rid of excuses, say, well I can't speak. No. If your house is too crowded, the kids up all times of night, you make too much noise,
5: get out and get to a hotel somewhere. But but the only thing that gets me is why she pays attention to noises that are happening to the house when we in the room. Everything will be going fine. And she'll say, what's that? I said, what do you mean what's that? I don't care what that is. Who's that? Who went in and who went out? I don't care who went in and who went out. I'm sorry honey I'm focused But I'm not man, Brothers How many know it's easy But oh, I will get to but. but she's right though I'd rather go to the, If it's going to be that way Let's go to Motel 6
4: but,
5: Motel 6 I don't think so <laughs> But that's his favorite thing to say
4: Motel 6 But yes, we should. We should make sure we spend time together because in spending time together, you will find yourselves once again gravitating toward each other. And also, you're going to have conflicts. No, there's no such thing as a 100% perfect marriage, okay? There are going to be conflicts. But what what we must learn to do is we must learn to quickly resolve. The conflicts, ASAP, you know, as soon as possible. Because when you don't resolve the conflict, then you will not be able to draw nigh toward each other. You're going to draw apart. So when you have a conflict, for example, a lot of uh, um, couples, they have a conflict when it comes to money. You know, uh, uh, we've talked to many couples where they just feel like, okay, it's okay to have a separate account No, it is not. It is not. The Bible tells you that you're to become one flesh. And this is one thing that will keep you from becoming one flesh if you have this separate money situation thing situational thing going on and so even with that you know if we have uh, couples who've had this thing just going uh, just for months and for years. So like, oh, goodness. Now, what of you guys can't draw a to each other? You've got to resolve this thing about this money issue. Take care of that. Resolve it. Then you'll find yourself beginning to grow. But once again, a lot of times they leave it undone as if it's going to be an automatic thing. It's just going to go away and we're still going to be able to get close. No. Once again, intimacy will not grow automatically, okay? You have to work at uh, whatever it is in relationship that's causing you not to come together resolve it so that you can come together okay and also another thing i want to say here very quickly is that there's a um uh equation here that i like to put out to you and that is when there's conflict once again and it's not resolved then you're going to be separated right. but when there's conflict and there's plus the resolution then you're gonna be drawing nigh to each other. You're gonna begin to grow toward each other. But it is very, very important to realize that nothing grows automatically. If there's a conflict, you gotta resolve that. If you're not spending time together, you gotta to resolve that. Whatever it is, whatever it is, from a small scale to larger scale, you have to uh, make sure that you work it out so that you can begin to draw nigh toward one another.
5: All right. Myth number four, love and behavior are not related. Myth number four, love and behavior are not related. The truth is this love is an action word. Say Amen. to your spouse, love. Mm-hmm. Look at them right in the eye. They need to know this today. Say, love is an action word. It's an action Saying word. them again. Love. Love. is an action word. It's an action now, word. Now, I had to learn this lesson the slow way and kind of hard, but I flipped it around before it got too hard for me. I told my sons, my boys, I told them, because they're all into, you know, if there's some uh, rap out there that's decent, because I tell them that stuff, if it ain't no decent, I don't want to hear it at all. But there's some decent pieces out there, and they like to listen to rap. And I told them, I said, when I listen to a little of that stuff, I said, y'all, that ain't nothing. Mm-mm. I said, if it is if rap, if that's all you got to do, I grew up in a generation where you had to sing. Now, right. How many of you brothers know? If you guys wasn't singing, you wasn't getting nowhere. Mm-mm. Now all these guys got to do is talk, and they can become talking in a microphone. I could do that. If rap was what it was about, I'd have been the most famous rapper because I could rap, I could talk my game. I could do it. And so, but what happens is, there's one thing to talk, but you know, it's one thing you, you talk, you got to back it up with action. But I was such a good rapper and talker, I felt that all I had to do when I got married was to tell Mary, honey, I love you. You're the most beautiful woman I have ever known. You know this and that, and of course, I never gave her nothing. One time, she sat on my lap, and this is when we just getting going. And she asked me for some money. I looked at her so strange. Yeah, I remember that. I said, "She sure do." I was was only seventeen, by the way. I said, "Don't you understand?" I said, "I love you. My, my love. I I got all this love for you." She said, "Do you got ten dollars?" No. I got love for you. And I come to understand that there's something for her. My rap, somehow my rap wasn't working. How many of you brothers are good rappers? To your wife. How many of y'all know that ain't working? You know, she wrote me quickly. What she wanted, it's all right. She she said, I'm glad you said that. But she said, you know, there's got to be some action to back up your love. In other words, in, in fact, one thing, uh, in fact, I was really out there because, you know, she talked about rings, be getting an engagement ring, and I said, well, I said, really, the thing, I think love should come from the heart. I said, I don't believe in, in, in rings, in trinkets. I think that's an artificial way to be expressing your love. I think it should be expressed on the emotional level. And by me just looking at her, I could tell she wasn't buying none no of it. No she way. No way. I had to go out and get some engagement rings. And come to find out that, you know, I had to reorientate myself to understand that her language of love was flowers. Rings, Perfume. It's not that she did not believe what I said. She believed it. But it just meant more to her when there was something that went along with it. So we need to understand that love is an action word. Love, in the Bible it is. It is a verb rather than a noun. Love is something that you do. And if there's no action to back it up, then what happens is your love does not have the impact that it could. On the same token, you can't be cursing each other out. You can't be hitting each other. And then after it's wiping the face, I love you, baby. Mm-hmm. I love you. What do you mean you love me? What you now I love you. You're cursing at me Calling me every kind of name Like you got a cursing encyclopedia Now you turn around I love you It just does not match Love is an action word So therefore If you are going to say You love your spouse Then you must What goes along with that To keep that consistent Is that you must talk to them And treat them In a loving manner All the time When you don't You are repentant Because of the fact That you know that love Is a what kind of word? Action Action word Mm -hmm. First Corinthians 13 Yes Four and five Word is used here is charity in old English, but it means love. And what it says is love suffers long and is kind. Say to your spouse, be kind. In fact, let's make it even more personal. Now, y'all still holding hands? Some of y'all rascals, let your hands slip out. Okay, if you can't hold hands for just about 30 minutes, your marriage already in trouble. See me for counseling afterwards. You can't hold hands for just a few minutes. I mean, what are we talking about here? We got some real problem cases out here. I don't know, Pastor. Woo. I don't know. Say be, to your spouse, say, be kind. Be kind. To me. To me. Say this to them. When we disagree. When we disagree. Because you know you're going to. Because you know you're going to. I didn't to. Have to say that, but that's all right. That's right. Say say again. Say, when we disagree, we disagree. Talk kind to me. You can disagree without being disagreeable. All right. Notice here. It says, and it envies not love does not bond itself love is not puffed up and then notice verse 5 love or charity doth not behave itself unseemly seeks not her own is not easily provoked thinks no either love does not behave in an unseemly and inappropriate way love behaves in a loving way got to remember that love is an action word it's a myth that love is just some kind of a emotional feeling. It is an action word. Love and behavior go together.
4: That's right. And you know, I'm often reminded to kind of piggyback off of what, uh, what he just said about love being action. I'm reminded of uh, Jacob in Genesis chapter 29. You can just turn to that at your leisure and, you know, and read it. But, you know, Jacob uh, loved Leah so much that they weren't married, but he had this love for her. It was so strong, you know, because he didn't get Rachel right away. He didn't get it right way. He ended up getting her sister. Remember? Remember the story? He had, so he had to work seven years, then work another seven years. But this brother's love was so strong, so strong, he, he put in a total of about 14 years, okay, to get Rachel. And you know, that, I mean, that's love in action. That is love in action. But you know, we got some, some husbands who can't even keep a job long enough at White Castle so they can go to the dollar store and buy, them, buy their wives something. That I means the love is not there, you know. But once again, you can learn from this, brothers. This brother worked up uh, 14 years so he could get. See, that's a long time. that's what happened
5: when she piggybacked on what I say. She put, you might the brother putting them down now.
4: <laughs> no, we're not putting you down. We're not putting you down. We're just but it's true, in isn't heart. it? Sometimes. It, and it, and some, it's true. But, you know, love, I mean, love is something, you know, that is supposed to. People often say, we fall. I fell in love. But, you know, you need to be in love so that your love can grow and so that it can... Love should actually, it should grow, it should rise, okay? Amen. Love is supposed to be always growing. So, you know, we need to do all that it can, be ye husband, be ye wife, doing all that you can so your love can grow. Always, you know, constantly having that that spouse on your mind. What can I do, you know, to show this person that I love them, you know? And it doesn't always mean that you've got to go out and spend money. It doesn't always mean that. I remember one time me and Pastor, we were... Um, we we decided we were just going to uh, take off and just do a little picnic, just me and him, you know, because couples often say, well, we don't have a lot of money, so we can't be trying to spend money on each other. You Once again, you don't have to have a lot of money. Pack a picnic basket, get in your vehicle, put five or six dollars worth of gas in your tank, take off, go up somewhere up north and sit side the lake and have a nice little picnic. Bella. No, not Bella. No, no, not Bella. I love Bella, but no, not Bella. But love is... Action. (laughs) It's nothing wrong. Don't get me wrong. Okay, nothing is wrong with Bella. But go someplace a little bit different, other than Bella. Y'all agree with me on that? Okay. 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 All right. Okay. Okay. Amen to that. The uh, myth number five. Almost lost where I'm supposed to be. Myth number five. Someone either loves me or not, and that's that. They either love me or they don't. I ain't worried. They either love me or not. Truth, feelings of love are related to, and he just talked about that, behaviors of love. Let's look in Titus chapter 2, verses 4 and 5. Titus 2, 4 and 5. That ye may teach, uh, this is referring to the women. And I'm going to ask pastor to read the one um, uh, in Ephesians uh, chapter 5 when I'm all done with this. Okay, pastor? Okay. Okay. Uh, Verse 4. That ye may teach the young women to be sober. Focus in on this part, ladies. To love their husbands, and let's just stop right there. We're not going to read the verse in its entirety. To love their husbands, you need to learn how to love your husbands. Okay, and you know it's the thing. You have people who say, "Well, either the feeling is there or it ain't." You know, but love has to be nurtured. Okay, it has to be nurtured. This once again, nothing. is automatic. It just does not work like that. We, we, you know, it's reality check time it just doesn't work like that love has to be nurtured
1: Do you currently get regular structured settlement or annuity payments from an insurance company for a personal injury, auto accident claim, wrongful death, or inheritance? If so, you don't have to wait for months or even years to get the cash you need now to cover urgent expenses like debts, tuition, medical bills, or exciting events like a new baby or down payment on a home. With over 25 years experience, J.G. Wentworth, the country's leader in structured settlement purchasing, has helped thousands of people get the cash they need. Call today at 800 740 741-5929. We offer flexible options that pay you a lump sum of cash for a portion of your payments, ensuring you get the money you need now while still receiving future payments from your structured settlement or annuity. And unlike others, J.G. Wentworth is a direct funder and can streamline the process, helping you get the lump sum of cash you need faster. For your free cash now quote, call 800-741-5929. That's 800-741-5929. 800 741 This is Life Issues with Brad Mattis,
3: president of Life Issues Institute.
2: Netflix aired a very popular program called Love is Blind. Couples had blind dates of sorts in pods without seeing each other. They could only talk through a glass wall. Some became engaged. In one case, Amber Pike warned her boyfriend that if they got pregnant, she would not have another abortion because I can't survive that again. It would destroy me. In another couple, Jessica Batten explained to boyfriend Mark that her father and mother were married when he demanded she abort Jessica. She explained that her dad left them because her mother refused. Both of these dramatic conversations belie the facade. Planned Parenthood and the rest of the abortion industry attempt to paint abortion as a simple, safe procedure with no repercussions.
3: Like us on Facebook at Life Issues
2: and stay informed,
1: more informed than you've ever been. MotorCityHelpWanted.com salutes the employee of the month. The one employee you can't live without. The others, let's just call them Dave. Uh, hey, Dave? Yeah, Mr. Employee of the Month. Angry face, snoozy face. I've noticed you're using a lot of emojis
0: and reports lately. Sure have. Smiley face, cat with hard eyes, thumbs up. Dave, they're just really hard to understand. What do you mean, confused face? Finky face? First, I don't think you're supposed to say them
1: out loud like you do. That's what you think the other Daves love it. Right, guys? Thumbs up! Smiley face! Girls with tongue out! See? Okay, look.
4: if you nurture okay if you nurture your love then it'll grow it will grow but you have to nurture no such thing as someone either loves me or not that's a myth
5: yeah yeah all right myth number six knowing everything about the other person is an essential part of intimacy now, listen to that again. didn't say knowing the person. Knowing people is not important. Excuse me, Pastor. You didn't read Ephesians 5.25. We need well, you to read that. Well, I thought you were finished. with my... I, Yeah, I'm finished, but
4: okay. you, you need to read Ephesians 5.25. Yes, yes, honey. To the husbands out yes, there. Yes,
5: honey, whatever you say.
4: Okay, thank you, dear. Thank you, dear. See how humble he is?
5: Because I ain't ate yet. <laughs> just, I got to get dinner, brothers. You brothers know where I'm coming from. Verse 25. Husbands, love your wives. Even yes. as Christ also loved the church yes. and gave himself... For it absolutely spoke at a men's conference just the other day where I let him know love is about you giving. Uh huh. Now, you should get something, yes, but your first thought is what you can give. Can I continue? You can continue. All right, number six, knowing everything about the other person is an essential part of intimacy. That is a myth. Notice how it's stated knowing everything, knowing everything definitely, you need to know the person, but there are things that you don't have to know. And to be honest about with you, you don't there are to. things you don't want to know, amen. You don't want to go into detail. You know, you're married and, you know, you're out and, uh, you know, you find out after you've been married, say, uh, a month, three months, that they had uh, uh, relationships before they were with you. Well, just let it rest there. Okay, that's it. If you married them knowing a little bit about this, then let it rest there. Don't go into asking them, how many was it? Yeah, uh that's that, uh-huh. that good. Who were these guys? Were they ugly or handsome? How long was each relationship? What did y'all do? You don't want to know all that. Okay? Because you can learn some things that can be in your mind that can become a barrier. Until mm-hmm. you just can't get it out of your mind. That's right, how many that's of y'all right. know all of us did things that we had to be forgiven for by Jesus Christ? Wait, how many of y'all know that? Now let me ask you another question so we can d- deal with this. How many of you, in even telling your testimony, how many of y'all have a testimony... How many of y'all were sensible enough? You ain't never told nobody everything. Huh? Not everything. Not everything. You don't need to know everything. That's right. Because I might, you know, in fact, it's good to keep it because you might find out some things about somebody in the church that would make you never want to hug them again and definitely Ooh. may not touch their hand. <laughs> Talking about, i take my hand. I ain't touching your hand, brother. I heard your testimony last week. <laughs> uh uh-uh, God bless you. I love you. Don't touch my hands, Hugging you. I don't think, no, I don't think we'll leave the hugging alone. Because I heard your testimony Sunday. No. And it is the same way with your spouse. There are things that you don't want to know. Now, this especially comes, uh, uh, very important, after something happens. Because relationships can have trouble. One of the relationships that they can have is adultery. hmm which of course is a—it takes counseling to get it back together. Going before God, if it can. Remember, that's the worst thing in marriage you can do. That is, that and is. which can, in fact, there's an allowable divorce. Divorce is a, allowed yeah. because of adultery, yeah. but yeah. marriages can survive that's right. adultery and be better than they were before. But the one thing you don't want to do after they've repented and come back, you don't want to. Well, how was it? Where did y'all meet? Where did y'all go? How many times? Which hotels? Which cars? Which, oh no. All that does is dig you deeper, deeper right. down. All you can do is forgive. And you never forgive the person because of the person. You forgive that person because God has forgiven you. Mm-hmm. And you move on in a relationship. But knowing everything can be real bad for a relationship. Scripture here. Uh, Philippians 3. Very important. And very important in our individual lives as well. Philippians 3, 12 to 13. The scripture that we know. One probably that should be on our memory list for sure. Mm-hmm. Philippians 3 and 12. Which says, Paul says, not as though I had already attained, either were already perfect. But I thought, and how many of y'all know none of us are perfect?
4: No, we're not.
5: Oh, look at your spouse and tell mm-hmm. them something. Can help him. Maybe it might help if we he can sing it. Say, listen, I'm
4: not perfect. I'm not perfect. And you're not either. And you're not either.
5: But you're mine.
4: But you're mine. Oh, man. Amen. Gracious. Yes. Ooh,
5: say that to him again. Say somebody kissing on it. Man, we, we do it. That's good. we taking some counsel. That's a good thing. Say to your spouse, say, I'm not perfect. You're not either. But you are mine. Oh, praise God. Yes, yes. Say, yes. Praise God. If we do that, friends, uh-huh. we can work through anything. That's right. If That's we right. can do that, can't uh-huh. we? Amen. Not as though I had already attained, either were already perfect, but I follow after if, that I may apprehend that, for which also I am apprehended of Christ Jesus. Verse 13, brethren... I count not myself to have apprehended, Mm -hmm. but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind, Mm -hmm. and reaching forth unto those things which are before, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. We must forget and allow our spouse to forget Mm -hmm. those things that are behind and press forward. Nobody can change their past. Nobody can. And that is the truth. The truth is, a person cannot do anything to undo what they have done. It is a worthless conversation. It is a silly conversation to get with anybody on the basis of what they did in the past, because remember, they cannot change it.
4: They cannot change it. No. All right, myth number seven. The relationship can grow only when we feel good about each other. Perish the thought. The truth is, great growth can occur in the midst of pain. Let me read that again. Great growth can occur in the midst of pain. Let's look at 1 Peter chapter 1 and verse 6 and 7. And it reads like this. Wherein ye greatly rejoice, though now for a season. Let me hear one say, for a season. If need be, ye are in heaviness through manifold temptations. That the trial of your faith, being much more precious than of gold, that perish, though it be tried with fire, may be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. Great growth can um, occur in the midst of pain. And as Pastor said, and as I said earlier, you're going to have pain in your relationship. You're going to have conflict. But out of that pain, out of that pain can come great growth. But then, but then you've got to know how to handle it, okay? You got to know how to handle the conflict. And no, you are not going, It's no way when you're going through something, okay, with each other that you're going to feel good about it, okay? For an example, okay, your spouse, uh, you, you, you find that your spouse has been dishonest with you in regards to whatever, okay? And when you find that out, say, that honestly may have, uh, you know, he may have, he or she may have had that thing going for a year or two. Then all of a sudden you find out, hey, you know, goodness, you know, this is, this is, I, I just didn't know this, you know. So, first of all, you're going to feel bad. You know, you're not going to feel good about yourself. And then you're going to feel bad toward, uh, you're going to feel bad toward your spouse. So, there's no way when you're having conflict that you're going to feel good. You know, you're not going to feel good and your spouse is not going to feel good. But, but what you need to realize is that that still should not stop you from trying to come together and resolve it you know you have to resolve it like pastor mentioned about um uh, adultery. That's. I think that's the worst thing that can happen to a marital relationship is adultery, because it's, it's so bad. Until you know, uh, there's a, uh, the Bible allows it. There's biblical grounds for divorce. But at the same time, as Pastor said, you know that can even be worked through. But the thing is, is that you need to realize that first of all, this thing now that it's brought to the surface, okay, this design has been brought to the surface, okay. Now you got to decide. I'm, can we work through this? Okay. The person's ready well, I'm sorry, you know, I really didn't mean to be dishonest, but I felt, you know, that if I told you the truth, you know, you were going to feel so much different, you know. So I just, you know, I really was, you know, uh, afraid to share this with you, you know, and sometimes that may be the case, but that still doesn't give you a person the right to be dishonest. Amen? Amen. Then, you on the other hand, you have to decide whether or not you're going to forgive this person and say, okay, Okay, well, I, I choose to forgive you, okay Then, then what you gotta do next Is then you gotta begin to work through that And sometimes, you know, it takes a little while You know, it's it can be a process But at the same time, you need to realize First of all, it's, it's you know That when there's seasons of hurt And there's seasons of pain No, that's just what it is It's the season That's why I hurt you to say that word it's just a season you know everything is a season you know and you know even with that you can work through it but you got to make up your mind that you're going to uh, to work through it and so therefore you, on the other hand, you have, like I said, you have to make sure that when you have that, okay, to take place, be ye adultery, be ye uh, your spouse being dishonest, you know, then you've got to make sure you go about handling it in, in the right way, Right. because if you don't do that, then you got a problem, because if you don't handle it in the right way, then all of a sudden, there's no intimacy, okay? Uh, all of a sudden, you know, like I say, you're just drawing further, further, further away because you haven't handled it in the right way. But you can. Growth can not occur in the midst of pain. But once again, you have to work through it, and, and it takes two. You know, we had a conference here a couple years ago titled It Takes Two. It Takes Two. You got to work on forgiving, and then, and then that person who has trespassed against you have to work on making sure that they don't do that again. Amen. But great growth... Can't occur in the midst of pain.
5: Amen. Amen. Myth number eight. Myth number eight. I only know one way to show my love. Mm-hmm. I only know one way to show my love. The truth, couples must learn each other's language of love. Absolutely. Okay, a Sister Moss already used the term, mm-hmm. you must learn the other person's language of love. And their language of love, in other words, what we mean by that is what translates into love for them may be different from for what translates into love for you absolutely and uh and sometimes people have been loved and not know it now it would be good if everybody had a large repertoire of loving behaviors they could show but some people don't communicate as well as others and so there are fathers who they love their daughters they love their sons But they didn't tell him. They didn't hug him. But they showed their love and other. In fact, there was a daughter who she never thought her father loved her until she got into a real tragic accident. And her father was there, still didn't say much, but he was there with her in the hospital until she got out. And then she saw what she hadn't seen before, that her father did love her. He just did not express it. Mm-hmm. He could not, you know, understand that she needed that. And it was her language of love to hear those kind of things from her. Uh, Sister Mawson and myself, our language of love is different. That's she right. doesn't have to buy me nothing. Mm-hmm. I don't care about gifts. Okay, that is not what really... Now, if I get one, I like it. Especially books. That's what yeah, I don't think I really love. I about to say that. But he but, does
4: care a lot about books.
5: Yeah, so that's the hint of all so it. It. Want to get me something? Give me a good book. But anything, if she gets me clothes, shirts, i appreciate it. But what I Isn't like it? to hear from her is I love you. That's right. I like when she just comes over and hugs me. That mm-hmm. is my language of love. I'm on that emotional level. Her, on the other hand, she likes the emotions, but she likes something to go with it. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't like have to be expensive. To I can get right. a perfume, I, uh, uh, you know, any trinket. Mm-hmm. She, but she just wants to see something. Car. Cards she gets me, when she gets me a card for Valentine's Day or my birthday, uh, you know, I don't even know where it is. Two weeks later. It's like gone. True, she'll find she'll be cleaning up. There it is. Yeah. Under the rug. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
4: That's there bad. it is
5: in the basement. Uh, the first thing I look for in any card she gets me, whether it's Valentine's Day or birthday, I but open it up the and money. look for the money. The I money. get the money out. Yes. Put the money in my pocket. The card goes. There are cards I've gotten her. She's kept for years. Mm-hmm. She shows them to the family. She shows them to friends. So, the language of love. So, I understand her language of love. And even though that's not me, I have to come up to the bar because that's what is loving that's to her. It, on good. the same I'm token, the she needs to understand what my language of love is. And so, to shower on me, the emotional, most tell her, I love you, honey. And I hug me. And I, that's what I love. So, we have to. In fact, we're still learning each other's language that's of right. love more that's and more. Right. And right. every now and then. And in fact, it's so funny. I have to remind her. I say, honey, when was the last time you told me you loved me? I right. get geeked off of that. Mm-hmm. When mm-hmm. she just comes up to me and say, honey, I love you and kisses me. Mm-hmm. Oh. That's all I like. I love that. And I still remember, we've been married uh, 32 years. Yeah, 32, almost 33. I still remember when I was in the Air Force, and we got base housing. We'd been staying in some mouse-infested place, and we got base housing because I made staff sergeant. And I still remember to the day. I said, honey, we're going to be living on the base. And she was in the kitchen. She came over there and jumped up and hugged me and gave me one of the most slurpiest kisses I ever got. Yes. Yeah, I remember it was pretty strong. I gotta find another house, y'all. I got to find he's, another
4: house. He's gotten, he's gotten a lot of slurpy kisses.
5: But it was totally smart. But y'all see how that just got right into her language of love right there? Yes, but, yes. But that is very important. So once yes. you understand your spouse's language of love, it is up to you. Your job is to please your spouse is to please them as best mm-hmm. you can. Mm-hmm. Now, it's hard when it's not your language of love for you to be perfect. you got to learn. Mm-hmm. That's why it says to learn. But you can learn what it is. Absolutely. Okay? So that you can ask them. And, and it gets back to all we're talking about. Don't read the mind. Don't do all of these no. things. A good verse here. Proverbs 5, 18 to 19. Proverbs chapter 5, 18 to 19. Get ready, brothers. Your time coming now for you mm-hmm. to shine. Mm-hmm. Get ready. Let thy fountain be blessed and rejoice with the wife of thy youth. Let her be as the loving hind and pleasant roll. Let her breasts, I'm sorry. Let her breasts satisfy thee, uh, ethnically challenged. Yes. Uh, Let her breasts satisfy thee at all times and be thou ravished always with her love. Notice the key words. Let thy fountain be blessed and rejoice with the wife of thy youth. Let her, and this goes for for wives as well. Let him. Okay? So we need to know what the language of love is and nourish that love and be ravished with each other. We can. All of us, of course, as, as married couples, have to return to how it was when we first got married. Mm-hmm. We want to duplicate that. Remember how that was. Where love was spontaneous. Where you grabbed each other. Where yeah, the person was attractive. You know, we know once we get married, you know, you start looking like father. She starts looking like mama. Yeah. You get the pot gut belly, guys. Mm-hmm. And she comes out with cold cream and all. You got to get away from that. We get away We've from got that. to fight yeah, back to what were this. It's got that's to be right. those romantic that's moments. Right. We can do it and we must do it in order for it to work. The Bible tells us, and this is very important, just like Sister Moss was talking about earlier, is something that you got to do. Being ravished, it means that you do those things to keep it ravished. That's right. That you do those things, that you feel romantic, act romantic, get in a romantic situation. Okay? Go away. Get back to where it was where the kids were not around. These things must be done. If they're not done, then you will drift apart. Everybody say amen. Amen. All right, brothers. Time for y'all to drop to one knee. Y'all didn't hear me, brothers. Uh oh. Brothers didn't hear me. Must be. We need some. Yeah, they're they moving a
4: little
6: slow. Pass, get, get, the, get the
5: earphones that we had out there I mean, for the maybe brothers. Maybe it's just sleep. Get the earphones we had out there for the brothers. <laughs> the brothers, you know, they so lethargic and.
6: Oh, my. You
5: know, up here, up in here, they, you know, they sluggish and that. They got the woman now. They don't All know. Right, they're still they, waiting. They got the wait. woman yeah. now. They, they don't know. They're
4: waiting on the brothers. Now, to now, talk is, to now my
5: wait. Eat. Now, before we say anything, I want to know, I got to ask the sisters this. Is he on his knees? Or is it just trying to fool us sitting on the edge of the chair? We didn't he got to have at least one knee touching that ground. All right, I got a, we got a police officer here. We're gonna have him we might need to have you get your gun, uh, chaplain Gordon. <laughs> we'll go around here looking at these brother, make sure they're on the knee. Make sure they do it. All Down right, on the knee now. In any way you want to. We don't care how you do it, brother, here's your assignment. Now, you've been married to this woman already, 5, 10, uh, 20 years. That's right. Sisters, here's that's your right. chance. I don't know what happened if you leave and you, you you know, but here's your chance to renege on this thing. That's now, right. you, it's hey, up man. to you. Yes. We, we, we yes. renege. <laughs> Say, no, we got, we got some issues. I'm glad the pastor brought you to this point. We got some issues.
4: Leave the issues here today.
5: That's right. If leave the issues here today. But Amen. if you can get your wife to accept your I do, then we got a wedding ceremony that's going to be later on. That's okay. right. Got another workshop being married. Wait a say? Look at her. Now, any way you do it, you will propose to her. And see what she says. Ask her to marry you again. Anyway, you marry me? Uh, oh.
4: You got now, now,
5: listen. Honey, I had a stroke. I can't let, be getting out on my knees. Let, let
4: me say this. Now he asked you guys to drop to your knees, right? Then he's gonna propose to me standing on standing up straight. Tell everybody, say, Pastor, drop to your knees.
5: Okay. Y'all, the woman knows I had a stroke a year ago. I can't be getting kiss down on
4: one five.
5: <laughs> you gonna have to help me up, baby. I will. I will. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. You have to help me into the bed too, right? <laughs> Amen. If they said I do, then kiss each other. Amen. Give the Lord a hand clap. Amen. Amen. Amen.
4: Hallelujah.
5: Praise the Lord. All right. How many of y'all made it? We're successful. (laughs) How many of y'all were scared? Maybe a little scared. (laughs) Marriage is a wonderful thing. Yes. As we know. And amen. Amen. It's a wonderful thing. It is a wonderful thing. It is a blessing. And of course, with any blessing, with any blessing that we have in life that God has given us, it takes work. It takes dealing with it to do it the way that God would have it done. It takes following his word. by Bible Bootcamp
0: This is Albert Mohler for townhall.com. The global pandemic of the coronavirus has us all looking at a new normal that doesn't feel that normal at all. We're learning a new vocabulary, a new set of habits, a new set of rules, and a new set of expectations. There are so many deeply humbling aspects of the COVID-19 crisis. Among them is the timing. A couple of short weeks ago, it would not have seemed plausible that we'd be facing a shutdown of travel between the United States and Europe, a 40% fall in airline travel coast-to-coast, and a suspension of athletic events. Schoolchildren are not in class, college and seminary students are not in classrooms, and campus by campus, school by school, the populations have been evacuated. We should all be hoping and praying that social distancing will slow the spread of the virus and soon that we'd see an effective vaccine as well. All of this reminds Christians that our only hope is found in Christ. Our ultimate refuge is only in the one true and living God. I'm Albert Mueller.
6: National Debt Relief has helped tens of thousands of people just like you reduce more than $500 million of debt. National Debt Relief has helped so many people, they're A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau. You don't have to declare bankruptcy or take out a consolidation loan. You have the right to settle your debt for a mere fraction of what you owe. Reduce a portion of your debt now. Call National Debt Relief at 800-797-5868. 800-797-5868. That's 800-797-5868.
3: It's easy and profitable to be kind to others when you enter the Kindness Challenge. Each day for 30 days, we'll post a new act of kindness you can do for others. On May 2nd, you could win $5,000, and a deserving organization will also receive $5,000 in your name. You can make a difference in others' lives when you enter the Kindness Challenge. Share your kindness with others. Go to faithtalkdetroit.com to enter. That's faithtalkdetroit.com